he he gave an explanation as to why he created so many characters in the bat during his Batman run. Is because when he said he started working on on the Batman series, he was like on like one of the least less pop more popular books, and other uh, other creators would get you know the Joker and the okay. Riddler. And so like early like on, he had he was making like Harper Row, which I actually like Harper Row. I feel like he got off. To I like a lot of the that, characters yeah. he created. But he, by the when he at was on the main Batman book when he could use yeah. anyone he wanted he was still throwing like you know fucking punchline punch and like Ghost Maker Ghost Maker Ghost Maker yeah, Ghost Maker I think okay. pro- it's a stupid like stupid name now. he's it is he's, a dumb name it he's okay name. as a character I didn't particularly yeah. like him when he was introduced at the very least and like what's her name like Miracle Molly and like shit like that yeah that's yeah. a weird character that never went anywhere it just uh, got yes, overwhelming Year, no, no she became no Happy Miracle Molly became that Rebecca on Cyberpunk if that's a joke I don't get it but yeah, it's a joke so it's our New Year's Eve show we were gonna do a top three but then the books just kind of got meh this week um there were some good I don't want to say good books there were important books Action Comics 1030, I think is what it is. Mm. Super important book. And uh, Timeless number one, 2022, you know, sort of laying out what Marvel's going to do for the next 12 months. But, man, that Action Comics, Superman and John ain't got their uh, their secret identities are back. They ain't got, you know, they're not out anymore, which was how really they, fun. How do they handle that? I didn't actually get a chance to read <laughs> Have you been one. keeping up? With that psychic dude who's been hang, uh, helping Lex Luthor? No. Well, there's a psychic dude who was helping out Lex Luthor. Uh, Superman okay. actually like recruited him to help him out at War, War World because he was such a powerful psychic, you know. But Lex hooked him up into some super machine, and then the whole world just forgot who they were. And not only do they forget, it's like a psychic thing where it causes them pain if they begin to remember. Ah, so it's not like yeah. Superman went around kissing everybody. Right, right. But a lot of people were protected because Martian Manhunter had put some psychic blocks in some of the heroes, you know. But um, the Kents and so, everybody were protected because of that bubble shield that they put over the farmhouse. Okay, but so like Lex Luthor's plan, I don't know if that was his actual plan or not, but it was like all pros and no cons for Superman. Well, and Lex Luthor's plan was to say to Clark finally, okay. I agree the world does need a Superman, but it doesn't need a Superman. It needs a God. And then, you know, Clark is like, what the fuck did you do, Lex? You know what I mean? And then he goes and takes him to jail for murdering the dude, the psychic, because he died in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's in jail right now, but there's a Mentallo on the way. Or Metallo, whatever the fuck his name is. There is a Mentallo and a Metallo. Yes, it can be a little the tricky. Metallo, not the Mentallo. There's yeah. a me- the Metallo uh, is back, uh, but it ended really good because like Clark was really worried. Oh no, how's John going to take this? And John goes and is in Metropolis, just hanging out in his alter ego, wearing a jacket, not wearing, not as Superman. Goes in and buys a coffee, and they like spell his name wrong on the coffee. You know, they put an H in there. And he was kind of happy about it. He was kind of like, okay, I can make this work, you know? Because does, his, remember, uh, does his boyfriend still remember? Was he in, like, yes. the protective bubble thing? As far as I know, Jay still remembers. Mm. You know, well, they didn't good. really lean into it, but... So, yeah, it is really all pros and no book. cons, yeah. Yeah, this is opening it up for the new Tom Taylor book, <laughs> where, if you remember early on in Tom Taylor's run, John was trying to go to school, remember? Yeah, and he just that's how. Yeah, that's how it started out. I remember. Yeah, so it's really nice for it to come full circle, and now we have another good point, you know, for for the characters start. So yeah, it was pretty good. All right, it's just the top, uh, t- our favorite shit of the year, y'all. That's all we're talking about. Let's do it. All righty. All right. All righty, daddy. Man, mm-hmm. I, I did. So, I got a long list of a lot of shit. All right, all right, all right. You're fucking. That's one of my favorite things of the year. Oh, show. Yeah, we do this a little different too, y'all. We do this a little different. Finally, after a long hiatus, I won't even get to talk about that. But 
Uh, welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek and Comics Outright Geekery Talk Show. Shit Talk Show. Gomer Taylor, aka David. Uh, how's it going, y'all? Good holidays, good fun times, and oh, yeah, and it was all nice. That. Had a pretty good That's Christmas. Good. New Year's is rather uneventful, except for my neighbors were shooting off fireworks. <laughs> oh, I know you love that. Well, everyone's neighbors were shooting off fireworks around yeah. like eight o'clock yeah. and everything. Well, they yeah, they did like right at midnight, and it was like this. It was like this unreal amount of fireworks. It was nice. unbelievable. Well, I hope they were at least pretty. They yeah. were. I had a lot of family over. They sort of got stuck here a little bit. You know, with the yeah, uh, stuck with Gomer. Yeah. I know. Ah. I wasn't entertaining anyone, but that's why I couldn't do the show. I just didn't have time. Yeah, Andy, man, I agree, bro. I agree. It was a kind of man, but it was nice to have some time off. It was nice to just have some time to kick it. Yeah, it was nothing. nice. Like and, you know, friends coming to town for the holidays and all yeah, that. Yeah, dude. And I mean, with all that nice. said, I mean, did you guys get anything or give anything that was really cool? My wife, uh, her mother's name is Virginia. And she bought her father a shirt that said, I'd rather be in Virginia. And that like oh. won over the fucking Christmas, dude. Like everybody ah. was just like, oh my God. So it's in terms of giving, that's probably the best thing I gave. It was fun. Well, tawdry, yeah. but yeah, well done. Um, uh, yeah, very, very. <laughs> um, I got some like dice. I got the new Pokemon game and all that. Ooh. Um, fun. I gave out a... Uh, a bunch, I gave my mom like a DVD collection for Francis the Talking Mule, which is like a favorite of hers. Okay, all right, that's weird. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's that's a thing. weird, but awesome. Yeah. Dave, anything holiday-ish? Um, I got my mom had been dropping hints that she wanted to get some games for like the house when we have they have guests oh, over. Okay, that's fun. So, so I got her uh, this one called Colors and Hues. Okay, and the other one was uh, Wombat Combat. Yeah, I've seen that a card game, right? Uh, no, Wombat Combat's like a puzzle building game. Oh, it's a tile puzzle. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I've read about it, but obviously I was totally wrong. All right, well, let's get into it, gentlemen. I don't have a cool intro. I should have done a cool top best of the, you know, dun 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 dun. But I it's know. not like we expect anything. I mean, I know no one. Ex- when I do do anything, you're like, oh my god, you did something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good position <laughs> that you're in. You know, even the right. slightest amount of like there exertion are, on your part. The expectations are so low. It's yeah, kind of, you know, helps me. But anyway, we do it a bit different. A lot of podcasts and shit will go, oh, what's your number five? And we'll just have a talk. But there's so much overlap and stuff with that yeah. so often. Yeah, let's each just do a number one and then just honorable mentions. Yeah, we typically do. Uh, Andy chimed in that color hues is fun. Awesome. I'm going to check it out for sure. Yeah, so I, I do mine. We, it's loose. It's wide open. And let us know your opinions, you know, and everything, you know, chat. But uh, I'm doing what we consider to be the best and then, like, just favorites. You know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Things like yeah. that. But Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe if you want to throw in your worst, you know, or something like that, just, hey, whatever you want to do, we're going to start at movies. Uh, it was just an okay year, in my opinion, for movies overall. Okay. Both Marvel and DC, in my opinion, has sort of lackluster offerings. Okay. Relatively speaking, not bad, just not worthy, in my opinion, of best of the year. Okay. Oh, um, no. Uh, my worst movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick, easy. And just because of all the buzz it's getting, this movie was pure po- war propaganda. No amount of nostalgia or pro- or practical effects can change that. I understand why everybody loved it. I hate the reason well, why everybody. How petty loved and it. contrarian of you, but I thought it no, was. I just don't like the movie. I, it's the not my top time. movie or anything, but I thought yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's. Cool. Uh, it'll yeah. be a cold day in hell when I grace the movie theaters to watch a Tom Cruise. Right? Movie. No shit. No shit. I just don't like so, Tom Cruise. I actually, think I have. I have, yeah, I have images for all of mine. I'm going to search for images as you guys go. So, okay. Um, but my, I, I would say the best movie of the year for me, Prey. Best movie of the year. It's the Predator movie starring indigenous people. And as it the was actors actually the pretty good. Yeah, it, it was. Really good. Dude, I, I go back to this movie all the time, just like I used to go back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. I would much rather watch this one, you know. Uh, Andy bringing up something really good. Yes, there were some amazing horror movies this year. Yes, yeah, Smile and Black Phone. Nope. Everyone's forgetting about Nope. You no, know, I, I, mean? I was going to bring up Nope. Discussion. 
I was going to bring um, it up. It was fantastic. But X Pearl. Oh my gosh. Barbarian. Barbarian drove me fucking nuts, dude. It was such a good horror movie. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those because we are definitely not going to mention a lot of horror movies, you know, on this. Well, well I was going to like kind of gonna... I think counts as a horror movie, but it's the least horror oh. of the horror movies that were mentioned here. I, I, I don't, I don't consider Nope to be a horror movie, but no, I mean, Nope is Nope is definitely a horror movie. It's for it's, sure a horror movie. It, yeah, but it it seems it's more along the lines of Jaws. Is how I could put, it. and I don't consider Jaws. Well, Jaws a is a horror movie too. You know, it's I a monster. I think that what movie. makes Nope a horror movie and what makes Jaws not a horror movie is that Jaws is a defined threat. They spend half the movie sure. not knowing what the hell they're dealing with. But they and know that there's does a make monster. it existentially horrifying. You know? yeah. yeah, they know there's something. They think like, it's okay. aliens. At least but... with a shark, you kind of you know what a shark is. It's a big, dangerous shark. But like, you don't have to like spend half the movie like in existential terror of like, what is this? What's going on? It's right. perfectly straightforward what's going on. Right. Like they spent right. most of the problem in the movie arises from the mayor being an idiot. You know, oh, yeah. with nope, like they have to spend all their time like just grappling what it is they're dealing with. Well, there you know? are other people in, and it's I think it's still a good comparison, nope and jaws, because there sure, are sure. idiots in nope. And they're the That's worst true. fucking kind of idiots. And that is know? kind of the point that um yeah. like all of Jordan Peele's movies, like, you know, it there's what there's about, and then there's what there's what it's about, you know. Yes. Yeah. And here, yeah, this is making a lot of insightful commentary on, you know, internet celebrity, on, you know, just wanting to be seen and liked in every second of your life and everything like that. Yeah. For sure. Like what's the sure. what's the new what's the new draw? What's the new like yeah. five minutes of fame gonna be looking towards this week, you know? Yeah. Uh, but let's get back to my pick. But I am glad you brought that up, Andy, because we would not have gotten onto horror movies. I don't know if you guys watched X or Barbarian or Pearl or uh, any of the couple that Andy mentioned, Black Phone no. was fucking amazing. It was so much fun. Uh, what was the other one that he mentioned? Uh, Smile. I have yet to see Smile, yeah. but it is I, on my list. I um, don't really go in for horror movies. So yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't. I don't my wife is a huge horror movie buff. I watch them because of her, and I'm always just in the background cowering. Sometimes, if it's like seven, eight o'clock, depending on when we're planning on going to bed, we can't. We can't do a horror movie. Because if I watch one too close to bedtime, I'll have terrible nightmares. <laughs> I just will. <laughs> um, but back to Prey, I just thought it was a really good Predator movie. But not yeah, that. It's um, a good movie. It is. It's a good movie. Like It was so inclusive. You know, It felt so right for them to do a movie like this. Every step of the way, it felt like, man, this just works so damn well. It does. Like it, It's not so like stuck on being like you know pandering to people who enjoyed the first movie it does enough to stand on its own but it's still very reverential right to the yeah. first movie right like it yeah it it looked at what the first movie did right and like let's do that but this way yeah dude it kept to i don't want to say lore it almost kept to like the technology and the techniques you know, that were created or established in that first movie. The things that both, you know, Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, and the Predator did in that first original movie. And the second one, for that matter, which is, you know, really underrated as far as yeah, it's cool movies underrated. go. But it took the things that were established in those movies and then brought them into this and did it so well. Yeah, for sure. Dave, you see Prey? Anything? I, Prey? I did see Prey. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was, I do think it was kind of underserved because it was, you know, released directly to streaming instead, instead of theaters. I would have loved to see this in the big This would have done really well in theaters. So that I think is, it would have done well in theaters. I think it would have been a, bit of a well. missed opportunity. It would have had a wider audience at least. But but yeah. the I believe they are talking about a sequel to it. So, yeah, there has been a sequel mentioned. There's nothing confirmed yeah. yet as far I mean, as I know. But this but, is such low-hanging fruit, you know? Let's yeah. have the Predator versus Samurai. Let's have, like, the Predator versus, like, I don't know, like, Medieval Knights or some shit. There's Dude, so you, much you could do. Yeah, there it, is it opens, so a lot of, it lot, opens a lot of them up. Uh, but, you know, it would be nice if, like, you know, there was a future Predator with, like, you know, in like well, with, with space aliens well, set in the aliens universe, that just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you want dude. the the whole thing is like the you want the humans to be like a real underdog though, so you don't want to necessarily give like humans like futuristic technology. I, I kind of feel that the humans in 
the aliens universe are pretty much underdogs when they go up against the aliens. The Xenomorphs. If they had like future right. technology, though, right. whatever. I'm not buying into this whole like it's the same thing as the aliens franchise crap that you guys are going with. But no, it is. I know that there was a, a xenomorph skull in that yeah. one Predator movie, but I think that was yeah. just like an Easter egg. I don't buy. I don't read too much into that. Well, they're definitely established because Alien versus Predator is still canon to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that's. A really and, dumb movie, and I don't think that this movie acknowledges I, that. I one. actually dig that in the pyramid. It's fun, but it's it's dumb. so fun. That's the word for it. It's so fun. And I this think is popcorn. That's what think... gets back to this movie, though. This isn't sure. just fun. It is fun, exactly. but it's also exactly. good. Yes, you know exactly. And I think they could do a good movie with like Space Marines going up against the Predators. But you're right, Taylor. There is sort of a line that has to be drawn there, where it does come back to. <sighs> You have to use sort of medieval, you know, less sophisticated technology in order to take out a predator. Yeah, like half the fun of these movies is it's such a mismatch between our yes. POV character and like this futuristic like exactly. super soldier, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. I think they could still do it, but yeah, you're right. So we'll get back to everybody's honorable mentions after we've all given our favorite. So Taylor? Uh, my favorite, and I think this was what Dave said his favorite was too, is uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I did yes. have a chance to watch this. So you guys both have the same favorite. Nice. Yes, because this, this movie nice. was just absolute perfection in cinema. Yeah, this is like one of those movies where it's like, this is like what you can do with a movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's visual storytelling. It's so well paced. It's so well acted. It's goofy. It's heartfelt. It's unnerving it's life affirming it runs such a wide range which is appropriate for a movie that is about everything, everything. yes yeah. yeah i mean uh, it, it, it's got okay. a lot of heart in it too it does i mean it, it does. does yeah i mean fucking waymond like he is like one of my favorite characters from any movie i can remember in like the last decade you know yeah he is such a and it's um oh i wish i could remember his name right now but it was the kid who played short round all grown up and he is fucking amazing yeah, like him kicking good. ass with that fanny pack yeah and him being like genuinely such a inspirational character you know he's this like brow beaten mild-mannered guy but when he talks about you know this is how i fight i yeah. fight by not giving up i fight by keeping that positive outlook that doesn't make me an idiot it doesn't make me weak it's the hardest thing in the world to maintain a positive outlook and that's yeah how which you is, win you which know? is compounded by the fact that he's crossing other realities to do this too so it right. just, yeah. It, yeah it's crazy it is a insanely fun movie just to watch i yeah michelle yeah. yo is like a tour de force in this movie she yeah, runs let such, me let yeah. me comment on that because I mean, everything always gets credit for here, especially Michelle Yeoh, but everyone in the movie, all of the actors in the movie, everyone, even down to, uh, what's her name, Screen Queen herself, fucking, um, Jody, uh, from the Jody. Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I mean, she's brilliant in this. She's amazing oh, yeah. in this. Amazing in this, dude. But that's the range that all of the actors that are in this have. And it's surprising because some of the actors in this, you don't expect them to have the range to be able to play multiple versions of themselves. And they pull it off stunningly, like, yeah. so beautifully. Um, I mean, this works so well as an action movie. It works yeah. so well as, like you know, a, an eldritch horror movie in right, a lot of ways. Right. It works. It works. Right. Uh, works like a sci-fi movie. A superhero yeah. movie. Like it a works. That's because it's a superhero. It's a kung fu movie. It's yeah. just, yes. as a comedy in a lot of ways, because some of the yeah. things they get into are just utterly ridiculous. Like this is a movie. I mean, where, that like, kind of saves the day. Yeah. Accepting the utter ridiculousness of it all is basically yeah, what I mean, saves the day. Okay. Like the, the scene that probably sticks in my head the most is that dude going over the top of the desk to, like butt slam onto the butt plug. <laughs> you know? Wow. I was, I was, what a sentence wow. that sounds like. You know? <laughs> when you, when you started that sentence, I was not expecting it to end the way it I, did. I, it happened. I that was a thing that happened that in this at some point. I, yeah. was, I thought I would be the one mentioning that. I mean, Rakakuni. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> when we first seem, uh, oh, what's the villain's name? Uh, Jungle. Joy. Joy, Joku, it's yeah. Joy, but I'm trying to remember what like her like. Yeah, alias I think was. it's Joy Ku. Joy Ku. 
something like that. It was it was Jujuman. a language that is not you know native to me. So I I was at her introduction sequence there. where she is like smacking people with dildos and like making oh, them yeah. like explode into like confetti and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like blowing yeah. their minds and it's literal confetti. Like, like uh, it's ridiculous, but it's reality. also terrifying because like yeah. it really illustrates that like not only can I just do whatever I want, but I'm just going to be silly about it as I do so. Right. I think it's you like know? Jojo Jubaki or something like that. Yeah, something yeah, like that. that sounds yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I got no beef with this movie. The one thing I would say about it in the context of everything is this movie is not as accessible as the internet makes it out to see. There is a wide portion of a potential audience that just is no, it's just there's so many things that they are just not going to get into. This movie could only be made by a studio like A24. I'm very yeah. happy that they did it, but. I'm just saying that's the only takeaway, you know, but negative takeaway I would have for it is that's not a knock on the movie. It's itself, not a knock though. on the no, movie no. at all. It's a knock on the audience. It's a knock. on. Maybe. The audience. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this movie is, it is a must see. I would say like, if oh, you can get is. your hands on it. It is. It's, yeah, it's just available amazing. on Showtime right now. If you have Amazon prime Showtime is $2 a month for the first two months. There's absolutely no reason to not watch this movie. Cause they have some TV on there that made my list in the past two days. So um, awesome. So that was Dave and Taylor's uh, best movie of the year. Some of my favorites, uh, Hustle. I don't know if you guys watch Hustle. This is a movie that I know I will go back to over and over and over again. It's Adam Sandler doing an NBA movie. There are actual NBA, you know, stars in there. And it's kind of like Rocky, you know, in a way. I just, I adored it so much. Um but other honorable mentions, I mean, Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, you guys chime in. Just chime in. If you I mean, have. that was a really good one. I mean, not only was that just funny, but also it's such a perfect Al Yankovic thing to do, you know? The, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was meta Let's make almost. a spoof of, like, the prestige bio movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, Glass, um, Onion. Glass Onion was amazing. Glass Onion was really good. Glass Onion was a lot of fun. That. Um this is my other honorable mention. They do the uh, which is a uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, they both suffer from not being quite as good as the original outing, but they're still both really yeah. damn good movies. Oh, with Black Panther, yeah, with Black Panther, like the circumstances around this movie are inescapable, but mm. it is acted extremely well across the board, and they use it as an opportunity to tell a really compelling story about grief and loss and trying to move past it or. Yeah. In Shuri's case, almost getting stuck in it, you know? Right, right. But yeah, this was an amazing movie. It was hands down the best uh, MCU flick to come out this yeah, year. Yeah, how many did we only had two? I think all the only other one. Was well, also Thor, Thor, no, we had Thor, Love, Love, and Love and Thunder. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about Thor, Love and Thunder. Well, that that about, that's all you need to say. I, yeah, yeah, I, really, I, I forgot not, all about I that. I like Thor, movie. Love and Thunder, but it did. it doesn't really stick in your head very well, you know? No. No it felt one. like it was retreading a lot of the stuff Ragnarok did, which, you know, Ragnarok was fun and this was fun. And this they fucked up gore, too. I mean, as good of a job as Christian Bale did in that role, it wasn't gore. They kind well, of wasted both yes gore and, no. and Christian Bale. Christian Bale did a great job and the gore well, character did, was a lot of fun. Feel like gore. I thought that the character was well done, but. It could never have lived up to the character from Jason Aaron's run in the comics. Oh no, I agree with that one. So that 100%. that for all of us who like are you know comic readers ourselves, you know that yeah. does. I mean, God, that sounds like such a shitty thing to say. It really. If does you read the it. comics, oh, it's not fucking, a gatekeeping thing to say. We're just yeah, saying, I fucking well, hate it when people are like that. Uh, but it is true in this case that like yeah. this was a character that could never have lived up to the way it was presented in the comics. This is not yeah. like Spider Man where there's like a billion different stories about Spider Man. Yeah, there is like one collection one, of stories about one gore, story. You know? One story. And so there, like, there's a very apt comparison to be made this time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, go ahead. Multiverse of Madness like suffers from being the other multiverse movie to come out at the exact same time as everything everywhere all at once. But yeah. it kind of yeah, I, Multiverse of Madness ride. was good, but I kind of feel in the, in presentation of a multi a multiverse, uh, it was kind of overshadowed. It was in a lot of ways, which well, is weird for like an MCU movie to be the one that gets overshadowed, at least in terms well, the of MCU like you know, is sort of leaning in slowly yeah. to the multiverse. Well, in terms of know? money, this destroyed uh, everything. Oh well, it's a wider important. release, like I said. It is. 24 is a small, you know, prestige sort of studio. Yeah, know, but yeah. Scarlet Witch worked really well as like a horror Very movie. Well. But... And how about the spoiler? It was almost a spoiler 
that the, with the promotion, everyone talks shit on MCU's promotion. This is one thing I will say about Multiverse of Madness. Going into this, I didn't think the Scarlet Witch was going to be the bad guy. They did not make no. it look that way, yeah. I thought it was going to be another Doctor Strange was going to be the bad guy. Yeah, I thought it was going to yeah. be Although like, that does know. point to how, like, people who were upset that, like, we go from WandaVision to this, and it was, like, a pretty yeah. abrupt change for Wanda's character, That's I get point. that complaint. I absolutely I don't know if I do. That. I don't know if I do. I think that sort of takes away the trauma, you know? Now, a bit more story could have helped. But I think it's okay to take the events of what happened in WandaVision, understand what caused her to be traumatic or traumatized in WandaVision to begin with, and then see how that would layer onto her. You know? But the last episode of WandaVision was about the acceptance stage of the five stages of grief, and then I mean, they you're just not wrong. immediately reneged on that. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, some other ones that I'll call out: Bullet Train. Bullet Train was a lot of fun. This was oh, one of the more fun movies. I would oh, definitely recommend it. This, this, this is a real hoot. This and Violent yeah. Night are kind of like yeah. both trying to like fight for the same position in my head because they're both like big, dumb, stupid fun. But like, yeah, not when I say big, dumb, stupid fun, I don't mean that the plots are like inane or but like this is a very well crafted uh, kind of mousetrap machine like the it board really game, like, is i mean the yeah. plot is is not as i mean if you really get into it the plot isn't as detailed the overarching story isn't as detailed it's just the way the story is presented yeah it's it's not a mystery but by the end of it you're like oh, okay there kind of yeah, was like, a mystery all the Why pieces are all coming together, together? Yeah. yeah it kind of hides the mystery from you really reveals like, at the end yeah that, you get to the end and like yeah. you get a big reveal to a mystery you didn't know you were solving exactly you know? dude and then you want to watch it again immediately immediately yeah, this, this was, i definitely recommend this one david it was a lot of fun yeah, and um too. like i mentioned a second ago violet night they took a absurd concept ran with it and it was amazing it's it one really of my was, favorite dude. christmas movies that i've seen in a really long time yeah. honestly yeah uh Dave, any other mentions? Uh, well, we've already discussed Nope, so that's the only other one you had. I, I only saw like I only saw the yeah. Marvel movies this year. Nope, oh. and everything everywhere all at once in theaters. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give like a kind of a meh mention to the Batman, which I enjoyed, but yeah, like, I didn't. It was just okay. I I, I felt every minute of that three hour runtime. Like yeah, a lot of my favorite too. movies ever are like super me long, too. and I'm like, how dare you suggest cutting anything out of Lord yeah. of the Rings or out of yeah, like Avengers right. Endgame? But this, I can see what you could have cut. Yeah, uh, a couple of other honorable mentions: Emily the Criminal with Aubrey Plaza was just amazing. It's just a drama about a girl named Emily who is a criminal. Literally, that's what it's about. It's very good. A big shout out to Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Was it that was, this year? I thought that was that last was year. This year. It was early this year. Um, Very early this year. This is like a this who was, frame Roger Rabbit. Yeah, this yeah. was like a cameo extravaganza. It was a bit of an Easter egg hunt, but it was pretty fun for what it was. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. My last shout, I don't even have a uh, uh, a picture for it. It's called RRR. It's on Netflix. It's an Indian movie. Man, it's, I keep meaning to watch oh it. Oh my god! Oh, I hear it's like the one. shit. And yeah, it is. It is long. It is boring. But holy fuck, it's awesome. Like I mean, I, that's the best way to describe it. It's like, long. From the clips I've seen, like you know, dude with stick versus crowd, and like you know, oh, it's badass. Is this dude. the is guy this the with one chains these, versus tiger? You know? Is this the one badass. where these like two guys swing off a bridge to save a kid? That's exactly what it. Okay. That's the scene in it. Yeah, it's about a bromance mixed in with sort of like mistaken identity in a way, but it's also big colonialism themes. Like the the British are all terrible in this, and I love it. Um, well, but as one big. might expect from an Indian movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, Brandon chiming in. Brandon Woods, thanks for hanging out. Happy, Happy New, New, New Year to you too, for sure. Uh, all right, so yeah, that's it on movies, TV. Um, all right, I think it was a banner fucking year for TV. We are TV. A, yeah, we are yeah. spoiled for choices. We on are in a TV restaurant. Shows. We can't possibly name everything. I think the thing I hated most this year about TV was hate watching. Um, a lot of people seem to do that, yeah. The Rings of Power, She-Hulk, uh, even Andor, which is, I'll spoil it now, the best thing on TV, according to me, this year. But it's just unending and it's toxic. I understand if you don't like something, not everything is made for you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be made for you. 
Just because you love Star Wars doesn't mean every Star Wars thing is something that's made for you. Yeah, I mean, the entitlement of like, you know, it's weird. I'm not the core audience for this and I'm taking umbrage with it, you know? And I think again, and I say, you said this earlier, it feels elitist. As comic fans, we understand that, that there are some Marvel comics that just aren't made for us. There are some Star Wars comics that are not made for us. But uh, I will say my favorite thing from this uh, year was how dope Star Trek was all around for six months. Every single week, Paramount Plus had a new episode. Um, So many shows. What a time to be a Star Trek. I mean, it really is. Strange New Worlds doing it old school. Picard doing chaos with old school nostalgia. Disco saving the universe with fucking love, dude. And it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Animation was so good. It was just all so good. The fact that we didn't have a movie and we were supposed to did not ruin it. You yeah, know, we were supposed to get Star Trek four with the Chris Pine. And, and I mean, we were I, supposed to get that this year. I have always maintained that Star Trek works better as a TV show than it does in the movies. Not to say Agreed. that there's not several of the movies that I do genuinely enjoy. I love but, all the movies, but you're right. Agreed yeah. Even like the good ones, like, you know, your Wrath of Khan. Um, yeah. You know, your like generations. <laughs> uh, undiscovered yeah. oh, Country, you know, things Andy. like that. Like even those do not hold a candle to the best episodes, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and the comics ramping up at IDW only helped that. So uh, those are my favorites. But let's do say it. Uh, my favorite TV of this year was by far. Nothing could even come close in my mind. Andor. Uh, and it's hard birth, to argue against that. This is yeah. the birth of a rebellion. And it was done so well. The only critique to this is it was slow. No fucking shit. It's supposed to be slow. Yeah. Okay. That's It's supposed to let you know who these characters are where they're at in their lives, like all of the different angles to them. It, it's like this show was such a master class in man. like lighting the fuse of a powder keg and watching it slowly trail over to like the, you know, the barrel exactly. and just watching this huge explosion at the end, you know? Yes. And they did that at least three times over the course of this series. You know? Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. And I love them. There's a moment in this series that is just a genius moment and deserve it makes it worthy for, in, at least in my opinion, for all the awards where there's a couple of them. But yeah, I mean, every oh time this God. thing was like, oh, man, I don't know how they're going to top that with the show. Keep going. Like when like they did the heist, when um when yeah. they broke out from prison, they kept finding a way to top themselves. And it was amazing. Yeah. Like Andor, Cassian is just kicking it. He finished the heist. He's got some money. He's laying low. And then he gets arrested on a bogus chunk for nothing. Of charge for, for doing no, nothing. Yeah. For just for walking. For doing nothing. This looking over his thing. shoulder. This did a great job demonstrating, right, that, like, yes, the Empire is that bad. The Empire will take and take and take, and it will never stop. And so but, someone like Cassian Andor is born because, exactly. you know, but again, there's no other choice. You know? But again, I, oh, and let me stop you there and not really stop you there. But let me add to your comment, because this show went away from Star Wars. Star Wars black and white for the most part. This lives in a gray area because yeah. would the Empire have cracked down so hard as to see Andor get arrested on some vacation planet if Andor had not done what he had done during the heist? Maybe not, but no. that doesn't change they, the fact that he wanted. wasn't doing anything, you know? But that, oh no, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying how this show piles on the events to show you how rebellions aren't just, oh, there's a rebellion all of a sudden. No. Yeah. And also in a way where the people who are at the beginning of the rebellion, they have to sort of antagonize. Yeah, I mean, that's something I wanted to dwell on for a sec, which is, like, it does not shy away from the unsavory things that our heroes are having to do. Like, watching watching the crew have to kidnap that family, you know, terrorize a bunch of people, including a child who, you know, he's he's a child of the Empire or whatever, but he still hasn't, he's still a kid. Exactly. Yeah, they are taking hostages, they are getting people killed. Um, oh, I can't remember Skarsgård's character's name. Lucian? Lucan? Yeah, I think Lucian. it's Lucan. Luci- yeah, yeah. Lucian. But just an amazing character. Yeah, he was an amazing character. He was one of the best characters from anything I saw this year. And yeah, all the the sacrifices he is making for the greater good, you know? Oh, and the, the way that he plays almost two different characters. Oh, he does. He does. Basically. More and, than two, really. Yeah, and the way the show presented that to us 
was just amazing to me. Dude. Yeah. You know, just so well done, just masterful. In my opinion, the best thing Star Wars has ever done. Ever. That is hard Comics, to argue against. TV, movies. I mean, ever. It so was, much I is... was glued to the fucking screen. I could not wait to see what happened. This next. new era of Star Wars, we have so many, like, like Rogue One and Andor are good in a different way mm-hmm. than like Mandalorian is good. So I don't know like if I can really say that, especially because it's so recent in my mind. I want it to percolate a and bit before diverse, I'll say that. You know, like it is, yeah. If we're taking Star Wars and putting it in a Western, dude, the Mandalorian is the best thing ever. But yeah. if I'm saying, but how about the rebellion, the way the rebellion, you know, started up, look at that. But then people could say, well, it ain't about that. It's about the Jedi and the Sith. And they're right too. Yeah, it's the like, best thing about about Star Wars. Yeah, layers upon layers upon layers. It's layers on layers on layers. It's yeah, this was truly an excellent show. Even if you don't give a shit about Star Wars, this is yeah. still an excellent show. There were oh, times where sure. I would be like frustrated with like, oh, okay, we're going over the B plot again. But by the end of it, I'm like, man, <laughs> I was such a fool. This all came together so beautifully. That's the thing about it. The B plot to me was. Uh, Mon Mothma doing her thing with yeah, going over to Mon Mothma, going over that. to uh, over going over to Cyril, you know, that like felt like Game of Thrones, like high drama and, and yeah, fucking, you know, political it really paid entry, off by the end for sure. Dude. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, all right, T, you know, I I really part of me wanted to say Andor, and you know, I I easily could have, but I'm actually gonna go with Moon Knight instead. Good choice. Mm. Moon Knight was such a amazing show it was such a powerhouse performance from oscar isaac playing ultimately three different characters and having them all play off of each other it had a lot of great action it really did a great job setting up in its first episode the whole like you know what the hell is going on and the way that they presented him having disassociative personality disorder you know exactly like them handling it very tactfully as well that's my big takeaway the show is how well it dealt with and respectfully, it dealt with yeah um, character who is derived from having a mental illness, you know, um, and it's like his mental illness wasn't really a a disability. It was just up, part up of what the, he had. Yeah. Well, up to the point where he was able to actually learn about it and live with it. Yeah. It was. It was like the character Moon Knight as a hero was yes having this journey, overcoming this monkey on his back basically who is the no you know conchu whatever the god yeah but the character moon knight you know the the alter ego and i don't even know who to call him it's like four different people but he was also overcoming this monkey on his back you know what i mean yeah just the way they played that off was yeah absolute fucking genius fucking genius dude amazing just amazing yeah, and then, um, like, Ethan Hawke was really good in his turn oh, as yeah, the villain. He was and, even uh, in this. Yeah, Scarlet wow. Scarab, like, like especially the moment where, they, like, she shows up, like, all superheroed out and everything. Like, that was a real powerhouse moment. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothered me was in the finale where, like, they kind of just, like, cut away to where, like, Jake took over, but we didn't get to see any of it. It's like, oh, well, I guess the fight's over now. Yeah, but even then, say, right? That oh, was there's still... a fight coming. There's a fight coming. Yeah. I thought that was sort of unique. It and... was clever. I will say that it was a clever way to handle it, and it was a good yeah. way to set up, like, the stinger at the end. And, hey, maybe we'll get a flashback next season of Jake kicking their asses, you know? Yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> but I think it means more that it sort of jarred the audience in the same way that the character himself was. Yeah. That was such a great moment when like uh, both, um, uh, both Mark and Steven realized that they are not alone in there, you know? Right. That there's more than just the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That whole ship with the, Oh yeah. That's where I was going to go. Yeah. They're in the hospital and they meet each other. Dude, that's literally, uh, like you said earlier, Taylor, Oscar Isaac playing two different characters, and you believe it. Uh, you don't even, by that time in the show, by the time they're in the hospital together, actually on that you know, ghost ship or what the fuck ever, you believe that these are two different guys. That's how well Oscar Isaac did playing the character. You know, yeah. just amazing, amazing acting and good story. And I want to see more Moon Knight. No, I don't want to see Midnight Suns or any bullshit like that. I just want to Yeah, see I mean, in a year where there was a lot of MCU shows that came out, and I did yeah, genuinely like like every one of the TV shows yeah. that came out, 
Um, this stands above them all. You know, I liked Miss Marvel. I liked uh, She Hulk, but Moon Knight definitely stole the show this year. Yeah, me. the specials this year weren't enough, even though I thought the both specials actually. Oh, I love them both. I mean, they're yeah, both per- yeah. Werewolf by Night was perfect for Halloween, and Guardians exactly. of the Galaxy was like a perfect little Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, Dave. All right, TV. I, I, after a little thinking, I did kind of switch it up from what I told you last time. I'm going to go with Peacemaker. Okay, good one. That was a good one. I didn't get to watch all the way through, but what I did I, see, I liked a lot. It was, it was just like nonstop, stupid, dumb fun from beginning to end. And John Cena just makes that character click. Well, I heard just it had look, some heart to it too. Honestly, they, I haven't seen it. Well, yeah, I mean, so it had sorry. James Gunn's fingerprints all over, from what I understand. Where it was like silly raunchy but also really endearing yeah i mean and i i hate to sound i hate to make it sound this way but one of the most touching moments is when peacemaker cannot kill a child so vigilante steps in and shoots the kids and i'm just like that's so awful but so <laughs> thoughtful at the same time it's, it's right it, it, it is right. it is you know being bad to a degree that it's almost like uh like you know good you know good bad we're the we're not the good guys we're not the bad guys but today we're going to save the world kind of yeah. things yeah, yeah for it's sure, just for sure. it's just it's just the worst individuals you could cobble together into a team and they work that's awesome yeah it's definitely on my list to catch uh, and the opening sequence is so great oh the, the dance da- number the, at the beginning the dance number is just wonderful Mm-hmm. Excellent choice. Yeah, it's definitely on my list of just man. There's so much, and I did watch so much. Um, the best thing this year was Andor, but my favorite thing was a show called Lego Masters. I'm sorry, Lego Masters is a hoot. Oh I did my not god, see any of it's this. so oh. fucking good. I feel like it's you'd be right up your alley, Dave. I think you'd enjoy it. It's a reality show, and what do they do? They hang out and they have teams build Lego shit, and then they have judges come out and judge them, and it's fucking awesome. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't get enough. I can't get enough. They did a special too, like a Christmas sort of special. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, Andy chiming in that he didn't like Wednesday and he'll leave it there. Probably best. Probably best because I adored Wednesday. I thought it was fucking great. Wednesday was going to be my honorable mentions. Yeah. uh, I haven't seen Ghost either, but I'm adding it to the list, Andy. Thank you. Um, Yeah. More honorable mentions, dude. Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Rings of Power, Only Murders in the Building. Reservation Dogs had me crying at least three different episodes. Stranger Things was fucking this year. Yeah. Um, There was a show on HBO called Station Eleven that everybody here will probably fucking hate, but I adored it so much. It's like a post-apocalyptic sort of thing. Uh, It felt like Last of Us .5, you know what I mean? It was so good. But uh, Sandman... We need to talk about Sandman. Sandman. Sandman was really good. Sandman was fucking great. Uh, Winning Time, the show about the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty on HBO was fucking incredible. I loved it. We really were lousy with great TV this year. We, it was, dude, there's a, 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 a biopic on uh, Showtime called George and Tammy about George Jones and Tammy Wynette. That is fucking excellent. Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Wynette, and she's going to win awards for this. She was amazing in this. Uh, Michael Shannon, who plays Zod in Man of Steel, played George Jones. Not as good. Still good. But, man, Jessica Chastain just steals the fucking show. It's so damn good. Um, uh, I wanted go ahead. To mention, Anything else, gentlemen? I wanted to mention um, the the uh, second uh, – 10 episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelations. Nice, nice. Good uh, call out, good call out. Uh, and I'd also like to mention the uh, Critical Role uh, Vox Machina animated series that came out nice. earlier this year. On Amazon, I think. Oh, I forgot that was this year. Yeah, yeah, it was this year. Hmm. You know, I'm not into any of that shit, but good call outs because I know people are watching that shit. I know people are checking it out. Uh, Taylor, any TV you want to mention that we haven't already touched on? Man, I feel on? like we've touched on just about oh everything that I've Oh, my God. I mean, up. we've yeah. just touched on so – and there is so much. Yeah. You know, it's a big category. It's a glut, a glut of fucking of shit, man. We didn't even mention Game of Thrones. That's on everybody's top list. Anyway, uh, moving on to the main event, comics. Solid year for comics. Not too bad. Um, The big news I'm left with 
at the end of 22 is where the fuck G.I. Joe and Transformers going to end up. This is a huge deal for me. Um, and there's no news on it yet. There's no news. January. Yeah, and, go ahead, Taylor. Well, just saying you got to assume that when they do finally make the announcement, you still got to wait quite a few months before they'll actually be printed, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, they usually go to solicit three months in advance. So uh, January will be the first month in I don't remember maybe when I was a little boy where there weren't new transformers and GI Joe comics. It's very weird. It's very weird. Uh, I think the thing I hated most this year was the ax event. Um, but more, I think we really felt it this year. Hickman not being on the X-Men team, you know, um, that's not to say the X-Men books were bad, but the quality on my, my top book this year was an X book. Oh, mine yeah. too. Mine too. Yeah. I'm just saying you do miss the cohesive. You... You you can feel the loosening of his grip, yes. you know, on what was going on. Yeah, and and let's not be let's not you know, fucking just have a light hand on this. Marauders became shit. New Mutants became fucking shit. Yeah, um, when they switch over to the new creative. Team. There's been a there have been some problems with the X books, dude. That being said, um, that uh, that New Mutants yeah. with the previous creative team, that was some of the best shit they've had in a while. It was the Rod Rice team with uh, who the hell was it? Um, Viayala. Yeah, uh, Andy chiming in saying that IDW had some great stuff this year. Yeah, way too much to list, but they have really come out of the woodwork. Um, I have to say, my favorite thing this year that is not on any of my list was Jeff Lemire. Uh, he finished May's book and primordial little. Yeah. If we were doing like writer of the year, it would probably be Jeff Lemire, but then it could be Jeff Lemire like every year. It really could, you know, he's such a prolific writer. Yeah. Um, bone orchard mythos. I mean, and honestly, I'm not even sure that Jeff Lemire was the best writer of the year. Cause ship Zdarsky is doing daredevil Batman. He had public domain. He kept his um, still water going. I mean, that dude is doing major fucking incredible work. He is, yeah. And I think him being on the Batman book is kind of, you know, taken away from it a little bit. But uh, anyway, my favorite book of the year, X-Men. Mine too, yeah. So easy. Al Ewing. uh, I I, I almost felt myself not wanting to do X-Men Red because it's so similar to Sword, which I think was one of my picks before. Right. And it's 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 so damn good. It's an obvious choice. It, it's so good. It's about the politics on Mars dealing with, I mean, it's really quintessential Marvel stuff. It's Nick Fury sort of stuff. It's yeah. It's high concept sort of things being brought down and delivered via the characters. Um, it, it's just so well done, and there's not really much else I can say about it except it's the flagship book. People keep talking about X Men's the flagship book. It's not. I mean, they it, talk about Immortal being the X Men book. I'm sorry, it's definitely not. If you're looking into like all this new status quo with like Krakoa and all that, these yeah. other, and, sorry, Araco and all these other things, yeah, like it's def that is happening in this X Men Red book, and also it's at least other than probably the Guardians book, it's doing the most with like the cosmic corners of the uh, Marvel. I don't universe. think there is a Guardians book right now. There was a one point in this year, I know. Yeah. But, well, whatever. Yeah. But, especially but yeah, I mean, since the FF have come home. I mean, this know? book yeah. had to take the top spot. Like, Fisher King, like, just shows up human far between. He's my favorite new character this year. Yeah. That Amazing. Dude is awesome. Character. He defeated character. the undefeatable Iska the Unbeaten, you know, by making her, forcing her to feel remorse for her yep. actions, you know? Yep. To feel so lost. Well done. But, like, <laughs> yeah. there, this book is just. Every issue, it seems, you get one of those, oh, shit, like, mic drop moments. Like, whether it's, yeah. like, you know, Sunspot sitting on the throne or, like, um, Vulcan finally, you know, breaking out of his shell. Yeah. Magneto's death scene, and you know? Recent. Uh, yeah. Another angle to why this book is so good. It has been bogged down in every fucking X Men event and never skipped. You, it does, yeah. It doesn't miss a step. It has yeah. been so inextricably tied in with Axe. It has been inextricably tied in with a uh, with Ten of Swords back when it was Sword. But yep. man, Al Ewing, they keep giving him the the unenviable assignment of like, okay, well, you this this deals with stuff that you're writing about, so you gotta put it into your stories. And he just keeps. They send him these, you know 
90 mile per hour fastballs that a lot of writers whiff at, and he is knocking them out of the park yeah. every damn time. Amazing. And he's doing fucking, it with great like, characters. And... Yeah, Manifold is like such a fucking boss. Brand, Abigail Brand, Brand. Yeah, she is such yeah. a bad bitch, and it's amazing. Dude, you can see why her and Beast got together. You can see it. Yeah. I love, plainly. like, it's. As much of a piece of shit as Beast is being right now, and he is being a real piece of shit. It's I love the moment where like Abigail's like, it's cute. Yeah. You know, you playing at being this necessary evil that you think you are, it's yeah. adorable. And her actions back up that view because like she's dealing with things on such a scale that it makes everything he's looking at just seem quaint by comparison. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Easily best book of the year. Dave. You have a different choice, I'm sure. Like a shawl and cowboy. That's what I figured. You know, it was either this or one other book, but I figured this was it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this just, you can't go wrong with Jeff Darrow. You know, nope. he, he gave us for seven months this year, he gave us this absolute visual feast of art, violence, and just beauty. Yeah. And also social commentary. There was. Let's not forget that when he does his art, you know, he drives in the social commentary. When he do is doing the writing, he's saying, you know, more. His than social what's commentary on the page. is like, well, where's Waldo? It it really is. It really is. But it's yeah, subtle it, as hell. There, there there were there were those moments where you could kind of see some correlations between certain characters and such. But you know, Jeff Darrow when he draws, it's just a feast for the eyes. And, you know, really I love Shaolin Cowboys since the first issues I've ever gotten my hands on. And it is just a great book. Nice. Nice. No, it is. I had a lot of fun with it all fucking year. Um, you're actually the one who turned me on to this character. Um, I don't know, on the second volume series or whatever. Uh, I think this is the third or fourth. Um, he's, he's been around for several years. He oh, he's been, been around for a while. He, was, he wasn't always at Dark Horse either. No, he was at he was at yeah. Burly Man for a while. Yeah, for a long time. But just, just a really fun character. Really great stuff from Dar Darrow. Um, should do more mainstream work. You know, Juan Jose Rip was on the Wolverine book or the X-Force book this year. I want to see Darrow do something like that that would you know be incredible I mean? but i so be so fucking incredible, but i think man. i think the thing with daro is you know he might have a problem with deadlines <laughs> oh i could see why he's always putting stuff in there you know man he seems like one of those artists where like you know it'll be ready when it's ready and it yeah is he's a chef dude yeah he's a chef um so yeah great choices at number one uh, another, my first honorable mention, really my only honorable mention. Good series. A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. One of the best times I had reading comics this year. Um, just so fucking good. It was a toss-up between Shaolin Cowboy or this book right here. No, I figured. For That's why first, I have it here. But my this is my second of the year. choice. I had such a good fucking time with this book this year. Um, oh, and, and that's and that's the public domain. Eight billion genies. Do a powerbomb. Do a um, Powerbomb is going to be another one of my honorable oh, mentions. Oh, just great books. Right, counting down to the trade for that one. Oh, I know. But a, um, a Righteous Thirst for Vengeance just takes it because of its approach, because of the style. It's such a well-done book. And I really think that A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance will be adapted into something for the screen. Um, uh, it's screaming for a screen adaptation, for sure. Uh, Human Target? I like Human, Human Target has been a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun whodunit. It's solid. Um, another one I, I really liked this year was uh, Grim. Grim was okay. Sort of the Grim Reaper, um, you know, updated Buffy the Vampire Slayer style story. Yeah, sort of but it, 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 it's really, it has really kind of come into its own now. Yeah. Um, Definitely got to throw a shout out over to Tom Taylor's DC books. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, and uh, Nightwing continue. Nightwing to... would definitely take it for yeah. me this year. Um, Son of Kal-El has been fantastic, but holy fuck. I didn't realize I was a fan of Nightwing. Yeah, I mean, this Tom book made me him. care about Dick Grayson way more than I ever have before. Yeah, and every part of him, his past, his future, his yeah. relationships. I just want it. I want more and more and more. We mentioned this before, but there is no way that Dick Grayson would have been like the protagonist of DC's event book this year if not for this series by Don 100 Taylor. 100% agreed. 100% agreed, dude. Uh, Wolverine was consistent. We mentioned Immortal X-Men. Batman got way better this year with yeah. Chip Zdarsky. His one arc, his fail-safe arc. Um, that'll continue next week, and we'll see what's going on. Uh, one other DC mention for me is Dark Knights of Steel. 
I had a yeah, great time I mean, with that book. Again, Tom Taylor, you know, because yeah. like you give him like, you know, just a little sandbox where you just do whatever the hell you want, Tom. And like, he usually spins out some amazing work when you give him that yeah. setup. Uh, another honorable mention for me yeah. is going to be lovesick, but we're only three issues into that. Yeah. That that's only three. Issues in yeah. the book book. Is a lot of these not. ones that came on late in the year, I feel hesitant to put here, like a GCPD, the blue wall would great. Book. If we yeah, were further book. into it, it would have been a pretty high consideration for me for top yeah. book of the year. Uh, great book. Another book I wanted to mention was little monsters from awesome Jeff Lemire, book, Jeff Lemire and uh, Nguyen, Nguyen, Dustin Nguyen. Yeah. yeah. They're a good team. I mean, oh, they are a fantastic team. Yeah, very. They can read each other so well, dude. Yeah, but it was a banner fucking year for comics. Uh, Events, Dark Crisis, Axe, sort of both a little lackluster. Dark Crisis has a lot more promise at the end than Axe does. I will say that, unlike you, I enjoyed Axe a lot more than Dark Crisis. Yeah. Uh, But I think we can agree X Lives and Deaths of Wolverine was probably the best event of the year. I have to agree with that. Yeah. I love the fuck out of that event. I think it's the so only well event done. that I did read. Yeah, so well done. I can't yeah. think of any other event. They shut down all the X books for two months. I had forgotten that that was going into this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. Anything else you guys want to talk about uh, that were highlights or lowlights of the year? G.I. Joe Classified Toys, banner year at my house. 2023 is looking to be the same. I um, really, I do really like these GI Joe classified figures. I, I don't have many of them, but I do have a few. Uh, I would I like have to get way a few too more. Many and I want more. Yeah, I'm something definitely that... wanting. I'm definitely wanting a Firefly. Ooh, he's hard to find. Yeah, but something I don't really consider a highlight or a low light, but it's kind of a peculiarity of the year is uh, the Morbius movie. Oh, it is yeah. genuinely fascinating, like the whole story of it coming out bombing. Being turned into See, a being meme, delayed. Them Remember misinterpret, yeah, but then like misinterpreting the memes to think, okay, they'll go see it this time, and then it bombing twice. I don't think I ever heard of a movie bombing twice one year. That being said, though, it's not bad. It's, it's not nearly it's as not bad, bad as the internet is making it out to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's way the- better than Venom. I will say. Oh yeah, I, I still haven't seen fucking Venom. Don't. It's terrible. But this was better what's than his that. name in that. Saves Matt the Smith is a. Matt Smith. He saves, is a treat in this he movie. Is, yeah. Yes, dude. Just the scenes good. where he's just like chewing the scenery. I love. Yes. That part. Oh, um, it's so well done, dude. So well done. But yeah. I, I wanted to. And it's not a good movie, but it's no, not it's like not. the unmitigated catastrophe that like the internet Everybody seems to have deemed it to be. be. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted uh, to I wanted to just give a brief shout out to like the whole Masters of the Universe toy line. Nice. It's been at the Masterverse line. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they kind of piggybacked on the on the revelations, but they've kind of expanded it to include like, you know, the various branching uh I guess we would call them realities of the Masters of the Universe now. Yeah. It's like the it's very rare to see like a they're leaning into it. There are like right now, there are three different toy lines related sure, to Masters Motu. of the Universe. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. It is nuts. crazy. And I'd also like to just uh, shout out, to, uh, you know, uh, despite some of my misgivings, uh, Games Workshop has had a real banner year this year. They Good. they re-inter- they dropped uh, Horus Heresy 2.0. A lot of stuff from the Forge World is making transitions to plastic kits. Uh, they dropped the Leagues of Otan. Uh, Man, which, you're speaking French now. Which, you know, it, they brought back an army that disappeared 30 years ago. Yeah. Is what they did. And I love the fact that they are still supporting through their uh, subsidiary uh, Forge World, the, uh, okay, Necromunda, sure. the Necromunda line, because in the last two months alone, there have been like a dozen previews and releases for the Necromunda game. And it's just nice. great. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, anything else from 2022, y'all? Man, we covered so much. It was such a fucking great year. Yeah. Uh, any predictions for 2023? Anything that jumps out? Uh, I, no, he's got that project coming to Marvel. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of the MCU stuff, you know, like Quantumania and yes. uh, Loki Season 2 and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the D and D movie. I'm I'm optimistic that'll be a, at least a lot of fun. You know, it'll yeah, be better than the previous. Be oh. What Man, the hell, box, Dave? You dropped a box of crayons. I did drop a box of plastic. Yes. Uh, awesome, man! It's such a great year, and uh, best to everybody out there. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. You all know who you are. Uh, again, thanks for hanging out. 
Um, please go visit the comic book bullies. They got a show on at least one of these channels later on tonight. They are going to be doing their top. They do things a little bit more traditionally, you know, where they're just list and list and list and it's fun, dude. It's a whole lot of fun, but damn is a long fucking show. Um, go to outrightgeekier.com for links to everything they've got going on, as well as everything we've got going on. Um, merch, Patreon, social media. We have a Patreon channels. Yeah, we still got a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com <laughs> slash outrightgeekier. We don't use it, but Just we got tip. it. Just a tip. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just um, a tip. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we would love for you to go over and hang out on the Outright Geekery group on Facebook. Go to Facebook. Search out. Yeah, Outright go Geekery. hang out with Andy. He's a lot Yeah, of fun. go hang out with Andy. A whole lot of fun. A lot of good topics of discussion. A lot of fun memes, just, you know, trailers, all kinds of fun shit. So, yeah, definitely go hang out over there and have some fun, y'all. Again, thanks for hanging out. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Hell yeah. Yeah, Andy, this guy, this guy. This guy. Uh, Come back tomorrow. We're going to do the show tomorrow. Previews. You going to make it, Dave? No, no, I got to go back to work tomorrow. Oh, they're not giving you New Year's Day off. Well, I know today was New Year's Day, but they're like they're doing making uh, holiday the Monday is supposed yeah. to, yeah. Uh, no, I have to go back to get paid for today. Oh, yeah. Well, we're gonna do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. <laughs>